Hi friends, Kayana here, and welcome to the Of Music and Men podcast. This is a bonus episode. This is an episode where I just want to have a little bit of fun. It's like here in America for the last few weeks, last few months, but really the last few weeks, we've been living in this world of uncertainty. It seems to be clearing up now, but it's just been this weird uncertainty uh, <laughs> where everything is just being questioned. And I wanted to have a little bit of fun with this episode where there are no questions. Like this is just straight up. I mean, this is not even a Q&A. We're not even doing that. Like this is straight up a fun bonus episode uh, where we talk about personality types. We did this before, not too long ago, uh, where we explored and I revealed all of the personality types for the female characters in Of Music and Men. There are four, uh, Kenya and three, essentially three other women, young women that play an integral role to and through the story. And we explored and looked at their personality types and it was it was such a great reception to that episode. It seems like, you know, you really liked it. It was really fun. And I had fun doing it. So it was a long episode. So I didn't want to do the men and the women in the same episode. And I promised that after all of the episodes to book three or episode three of the series uh, aired as a podcast, that I would go back and do the same thing for the male characters. Now, there are four primary male characters. And we did this again. We did the female character, and it's linked up in your show notes. We did the female characters back in uh, May 2020, and it's linked up again in your show notes for you to go back and listen to that whenever you have the time, if you want to revisit it and kind of have a little fun now that you know a little bit more about all of these characters. But we explored all their personality types, and uh, it was just, you know, just super fun. And so with this episode, I'm going to do the same thing just with the personality of male characters that we've met thus far. Now, to do this, I like to use a website that's called 16personalities.com. That's 16personalities.com. And I have no affiliation with or to them. <laughs> I just like, I'm really big on aesthetics, personally. I love when things are designed and presented in a very pretty way. Like, it, I'll gravitate more toward it. And so that website, uh, I, I'll, in all transparency, it probably doesn't have any additional information than you probably could find on some other website. But because of the presentation, um, when I found that one, it just, you know, I gravitated toward it and I do recommend it. You know, if you want to go and find out your personality type, you can go there and it's just super fun. You take a little quiz, it gives you, the, you know, the answers. And then, of course, if you want something extra, you could pay for something extra. It was all, all, in, all in good fun. So right now I'm going to just uh, do a little rewind to that previous episode so you can learn a little bit more about that website and how I used it before we jump into the male characters. So here's something fun I want to do with these characters. When I'm creating most characters, uh, especially with the music of men, what I did was, uh, mostly after the fact, I went back when trying to make the characters more three-dimensional. I went back and looked at their personality. Like, I went back and created or selected personality types. Now, I had already done, like, zodiac signs and, like, all of this kind of fun stuff just in the character development. But a couple of years ago, a friend of mine sent me this personality test thing that's like freakishly, they even say on the website, now the website is 16personalities.com. So it's the number 1616personalities.com, right? And they, quote, take a tour 
of actually it doesn't say take a tour. It says take our personality test <laughs> and get a freakishly accurate description of who you are and why you do the things that you do. And so I thought it would be pretty cool to share with you um, the, those personality types that I have for each of the characters. And so let's take a look at what they do. So if you go to 16personalities.com, you can see some of this information. So what they do is they look at how your mind works. And by your mind, they mean whether you're introverted or extroverted. Now, most of us have heard those words before, and we generally equate introverts with uh, people that don't like people. <laughs> well, it doesn't, obviously doesn't mean that. But it's usually people who get their energy from not being around. They, they can get their energy from seclusion. And then we have extroverts, which people who tend to be a lot more outgoing. And then uh, they monitor or at least test for your energy type. Uh, so your energy is whether you're observant, meaning you're more practical, or whether you're intuitive, meaning you're more curious. They look at your nature, uh, and that's thinking or feeling, like whether you're a thinking type of person using your brain practicality or whether you're a feeling type of person, probably someone who pursues most things or goes into most of everything with their heart, their feel, like how they feel about something. They measure your tactics, and that's whether you're a judging type of person. That, that means whether you prefer to plan, whether you like things to be clear, this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to do it. Or, and this is versus whether you're a prospecting type, and that means you're more of an impulsive, kind of more improvising type. You go with the flow. You don't necessarily need everything laid and planned out. You can just hop in the car and, you know, wherever you end up, that's where you end up, you know. And it's not always a car, obviously, a trip, but just some things in life you can just kind of go, just take it as it comes, go roll with the punches sort of thing. And then finally, they look at your identity. Um, and that's if you're assertive, more of a confident type. They call it assertive, but uh, it's more of the confident type. or whether you're more turbulent. And turbulent sounds awful, but really it just means that you're more uh, more like a self-conscious. You kind of overthink yourself or overthink your own uh, thoughts and your own actions and your own decisions, kind of more self-conscious type. So you've probably seen on people's profile sometimes they'll be like, yeah, I'm an ENFP or I'm an INFJ or something like that. And if you didn't know what that meant, those were just four letters to you. But each of those things that I just outlined, one of the two will give you one of those letters. So that's where those four letters come from. And, and a lot of people use those on dating uh, dating sites. I've seen uh, on like Bumble and places like that where people will have, yeah, you know, I like to do this, 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 and I'm an ENFP. And you kind of get an idea of an ENFP is E would be for extrovert and so on and so forth. So you can go to 16personalities.com and Look it up. It's so fun. Like, even if you don't even put any stock into it, just kind of do it for the fun of it. It's super, super fun. So now that you know all about that, <laughs> let's jump into the male characters that, again, all play such a great role in this series and helping in most of them all, actually all of them support Kenya in some way, shape or form, whether it's personally or professionally or both. Um and so let's look at them. So first, we're, st we're going to start off with Stax. And his name is Brandon. His real name is Brandon Stakowski. Kenya calls him Stax because he's like her money dude. Like he's, he's that friend 
who seems to always uh, figure out a way to make money. Like, I don't know if you know anybody like that, but I know someone like that who always kind of has a, a little hustle going on. He's not a hustler or anything like that, but he just, money gravitates toward this dude. But anyway, he's her oldest friend. And I don't mean oldest in age, but he's her friend from growing up. And um, so since she's known him the longest, it's like their friendship has had and will continue to have like several identities. So for me, I've had a few friendships that you know, they've been pretty long friendships, but they've changed. And although we've, you know, grown together or grown apart in different ways, like the identity of the friendship has changed. So, for instance, with this, he uh, he and Kenya kind of knew each other since they were kids. And then they went to separate different colleges. He went out of state and all of that. And then, you know, now they're kind of closer now than they even were then, uh, even though they grew apart and then they grew back sort of closer together. And I even foresee in future episodes because this this series is one that I can see already deserving and having. I know that I could tell this story very well in six seasons like of a TV show. Um so six so six seasons even with the even with the novella series or even with this podcast series. If it has seven, that's great. That's even better, of course. Um it's ambitious and I'm super ambitious, but five would be fine, but six would be ideal. And in future episodes, I see Kenya being like the his best man at his wedding, which is kind of funny because when as we know him now as a 27-year-old guy, we can't even we probably would couldn't even imagine him even ever being married. But people change, of course. And uh he and Kenya are extremely close platonically. She's never dated him and and honestly, she never will date him. I'll just have to give that away. It's not going to change, at least in my head, I don't see that changing um, in the series. It is a platonic relationship, but it just changes. And even within season one, uh, not to give any spoilers, but their relationship even changes there as it becomes a little bit more of a uh, professional. They have they end up having a professional relationship to their friendship. So um, as I mentioned, he's, or I don't know if I mentioned, but mentioning it now, he's in the, he works in the finance world. So he he works in the world surrounded by money and he's not really in love with what he does. He's more so the kind of and we all have friends like this where they don't necessarily love their careers, but we don't always see them complain because the career just provides so much of the lifestyle that they want to to live. And so there's not much of a complaint, but there's not a lot of joy. It's like they live for the weekend. They live for their vacation. but you know, they do a hell of a job at the job that they do, but you can tell that they're not, they're not doing something they're passionate about. And maybe that's not for everybody. I know that I happen to be a person who is a very passionate person and it, and I don't feel complete unless I am passionate about what I'm doing. But, you know, people find joy and they say money doesn't bring happiness, but I, I don't know. Because <laughs> some people, if they're making money, then they, at least on the surface, appear to be quite happy. So anyway, um, he's described now in the books and the podcasts and episodes that we have here. He's described as a white boy, um, sort of like that cool Brad Pitt, Tyler Durden. If you've ever seen Fight Club, that character that Brad Pitt plays, where he's like this just hella cool dude, like every, he exudes just coolness. He's like that alpha male, you know, that kind of personality. That's how. Stacks is uh, her her friend, and again, his name Stacks is because it's sort of like a little ghetto nickname she gave him, you know. Um, 
because like stacks of money. So his name is Stacks. So that's where that came from. But, you know, honestly, I'm kind of open to him being any race for the TV show. And I'm actually also very open to casting an actor from other marginalized communities, which have nothing to do with race. So, you know, that's how it can he can be changed, you know, for upcoming. I mean, for um, visually for when we see him presented in telling the story for TV. But that's a whole other thing. Anyway, like I said, he's one of those people who's just super outgoing. He's and I know you probably have a friend like this. I have several friends that just seem like they know everybody. It's like they're always somewhere and they know everybody. They know someone who knows someone all the time. And he's that type of person. He's super outgoing. And again, he's very good looking. You know what? I'm watching. I'm watching. uh, Earlier this year, I started watching that old TV show called Cheers. (laughs) It's like this really old TV show about um, folks that this dude runs a bar and then people just hang out at the bar all day. It's funny because they kind of like hang out at the bar all day. Okay, but that aside, it's a really good, really well-written TV show. But that character, the main character, Sam Malone, I kind of see Stax being a person like that. Like, Sam is just so lovable. Men and women love him and they gravitate toward him. He is a straight white dude. And um, so women are gravitating toward him because he's good looking and they just love him. And then men gravitate because they want to be like him in many ways. So that's how Stax is. And his role in the t- in of music and men is he gives Kenya real unfiltered insight into men. Whenever she has a question about men or what men are doing or what a guy is, she always goes to him. And his answers are not always nice. They're not always the answers that she wants, but it's the truth. And he doesn't he doesn't bite his tongue when it comes to her. So he is actually based on a, a good friend of mine who is very much like this. Um, and anyway, like I said, he works in the financial industry and always, and actually he only, again, loves the job because of the lifestyle it provides, but that will actually change by the end of season one. So Stax is an ESFJ. So let's look at what an ESFJ is. It's called a console, and that's a person with an extroverted, observant, feeling and judging personality trait traits. They are attentive and people focused and they enjoy taking part in their social communities. Their achievements are guided by decisive values and uh, they willingly offer guidance to others. And that's so funny because I just mentioned that his primary role in the series is giving Kenya insight. And I guess you can call it guidance too, when it comes to uh, the opposite sex. Like he's a dude, he knows dudes, and he's not afraid to give her the real real when it comes to that. Now, consuls are the cheerleaders and the quarterbacks. It's like you can be both. And they're, they set the tone, taking the spotlight and leading their team toward uh, or leading their teams forward to victory and fame. Later in life, consuls continue to enjoy supporting their friends and their loved ones, organizing social gatherings, and doing their best to make sure everybody is happy. And that's definitely stacks. Um, And in their hearts, console personalities are social creatures and thrive on staying up to date with what their friends are doing. So friendship means a lot to these folks. They have a huge network 
And again, that's the role that he plays for Kenya is a, is someone who helps her to get a better understanding of, of things. He's always looking out for her. So whenever she needs something, he's usually the person to call if she needs to know, do you know someone or how? And even in episode one, when we first meet him, because we uh, in episode one, we tend to meet not episode one of the podcast, but of the overall uh, book. So it's like the first, what, eight episodes of the podcast. We meet uh everybody in some way, shape or form. And even then he's helping her in some way to, to know what the next step should be with, uh, by introducing her to someone who he thought could help, but that didn't quite turn out the way that either of them hoped or thought. But anyway, that's what an ESFJ, that's what the type of friendship (laughs) that they will give you. So let's move on to the next male friend who is Solomon, Solomon Dial. And he's he's probably one of Kenya's. um, She met him in college. So she met him relatively. She's there in their late 20s, but they met as adults. So she didn't meet him as a kid, uh, even though her other friends, most of them she met maybe as a teenager. She met at some point in her youth. With this dude, they did meet and start a platonic, he's also a platonic friend that she met, uh, I'm saying relatively recently, but it it was college. So she's known him about eight years, nine years. And he is one of her closer, her closest male friends. Um, They went to the fictional, I made a fictionalized university called Prince Hall University. And Prince Hall, you can look him up, but that's a whole other that's probably a whole other episode to get into. But uh, Prince Hall is like a fictionalized NYU, but it's located in D.C. So it's like a liberal arts. It's a very good school. <laughs> like you need to be you need to be bright to get into that school. Um, and it's again, it's a fictionalized like an NYU meets Stanford, but it's located in D.C. I wanted to create a fictionalized university simply because some of the negative things that I may say about college in general through Kenya, I didn't want it to be offensive to any existing actual real college. So that's why I was like, eh, with that, might want to make up something. But anyway, Solomon is that guy who, we, we probably all have a friend who, it seems like no matter how young they have, they were, they've always kind of imagine their own wedding. And that's a trait that is usually put on women. But I've met several guys. I have several male friends who even when they were younger, and I mean like teenagers and early 20s, they weren't the guy that dated around or had, you know, just wanted an unstable life. These were dudes that always saw family. Like they always just talked about being married and not so much the wedding. They didn't necessarily think about having a wedding per se, but it was more so finding the woman that they're going to have. And that was their goal. They didn't date to have fun. They were dating to find the woman who that they, who they were, wanted to have ultimately. And that's not as unusual as um, maybe as the media or other entertainment seem they make it out to be. I met a, probably half the guys I know if not 60%, were married when I met them, and you know, like in the 20s and stuff, or they wanted to be, which is like, whoa. <laughs> but anyway, he's, he's, this is, that's how Solomon is. He's a sweetheart. He's like a really nice guy. He wants to be married. 
And it part of this could be his actual personality. Some people are just like the relationship type. They're just their best selves when they have that part figured out. Maybe the relationship thing needs to just be figured out and then they can move on with their lives. But he generally, unlike Stax, he seeks Kenya's insight and advice a lot. Uh, so it's almost like the blind leading the blind because it's not that much that she, well, you know, she's not, it's not that much that she knows to be offering people. But, you know, we all have our opinions about things. But um, like I said, he's a nice guy who seems to always, but he's always attracts women who don't want anything serious. And it's funny how that works out. It's It's always... You know, women who want something that seems to always attract the men who are not ready for more. And then it's, you know, the same with guys. You had a guy who wants to have this serious life, this serious relationship. And all the women he meets are like, eh, I don't want anything serious. And he can't understand it. It's like the, the, the people who want the same things are missing each other. So there's this constant conversation with him uh, about what women want. And it's almost... It's almost like he's asking Kenya, but kind of not really expecting an answer because, like, they're platonic. So obviously she doesn't want him. It's not that she doesn't want him, but they, they're not in a relationship either. So it's kind of like this, you know, but he's, he's a good he's a good dude. Anyway, he's a an entrepreneur himself, just like Kenya, um, except he runs a startup that helps concierge doctors. Um, so he'll go, we'll see him go from like solid. He's way more ahead of, Ken, he's further ahead of than Kenya when it comes to the business actually being a sustainable business. Like with Kenya, we meet her in a stage where she's finding, and it's because it's entertainment. So it's really no, it's kind of one of those uncertain career paths anyway, whereas he's in sort of the tech world. And so, uh, not that that's that there's certainty per se there, but it's a little bit more of a people look at that more of a real business when you have a solid product and um, and it's not artistic based. So we'll see him go from doing okay to really successful, and a lot of that is we're in the process of seeing that when we meet him. So he's not doing bad. He's his business is actually and has for years been providing a life and a lifestyle for him. Um, he's not rich yet, but he, he, when he's, he's in a process of um, maybe selling his business or taking uh, investments. And so his things change, things are in the process of changing for him uh, financially and uh, career wise. He is an ISFJ. So let's take a look at what an ISFJ is. They're called defenders. And ISFJ is someone with an introverted, observant, feeling, and judging personality trait. Uh, these people tend to be warm and unassuming in their own steady way. They're efficient and responsible, giving careful attention and practical details in their daily lives. So though sensitive, they're very sensitive types. And I just mentioned something, I just described him as that, as Solomon is that. The defenders have excellent analytical abilities. Though reserved, they have well-developed uh, people skills and robust social relationships. And though they are generally a, a conservative type, defenders are often receptive to change and new ideas. As with so many things, people with this personality type are more than the sum of their parts. 
and is always um, they like to use their strengths that define to help define who they are. So they're really altruistic people meeting kindness with kindness in excess. Uh, And he's definitely that he's the nicest guy you ever want to meet. And they have like this engagement or this engaging personality. Uh, They when they're working with people, um, they believe in with and they do it with enthusiasm and generosity. So, again, Solomon being this this kind of guy who wants so much more, it comes across in his work. It comes across in his friendship. We will see him and we will even when you meet him, you're going to go, oh, that is that is a really nice. He's a really nice guy. But that, uh, unfortunately, in this world, this kind of cutthroat dating world that we're exploring uh, in this city, that doesn't always prove to be something that is a desirable trait uh, for him as well as for the women that he's trying to um, trying to go out with and trying to start relationships with. So let's move on to Lucas. So Lucas is Kenya's. He's one of Kenya's artists. So her her other artist is TK. That's the mature MC who's like a hip hop artist with a family. This guy is exactly the opposite. Now she's known him for only about four years, um, but he's become almost like almost like a little brother to her, which is a good and bad thing. It's a good thing because you want to be close with the people you work with. But the brother type of thing, you it crosses the line. That's more almost like a personal. The lines between professional and personal are are a bit blurred sometimes, and that's not always a good thing. Because let's be honest, sometimes we take family for granted. We don't take them as seriously. We don't always listen to them, and that's how he, how how uh, Lucas uh, tends to be with Kenya. And we'll see that progression throughout season one. But he's young. I mean, he's a young dude. He's only 20 years old. So that means she met him when he was maybe 16 or 17. She spotted that talent when he was that young. And he's one of those, he's described, um, he's a cute, skinny white boy playing a guitar. Like, that's what he is. He's a guitar playing type. I mean, he's super talented. So it'll prove hard for her to wrangle his impatience. He's a Bieber type. Um, and Justin Bieber has matured a lot, but when he first came out, we he had a, a reputation for being this super talented yet uh, difficult personality type. The only difference is we met Justin Bieber. He was popular. When we, we didn't know him as a kid at home. We met him. He was making money. He was making music. With Lucas, he's not there yet. He may be there talent-wise, but uh, he's still a nobody, essentially, in the world of music. But he knows how talented he is. So there's this weird kind of tightrope that's being walked because social media can give us, it can be good and bad. It can give us the illusion that we are, when we have a lot of followers or something like that, it can give us this illusion that we're more than what we are because you'll have a million followers. But if you're not making money and no nobody knows you on the mainstream, sort of like, what are you doing? <laughs> and that's sort of how it is with him. He's 20 years old, so he's a kid that grew up with social media. And so he is super popular on social media. And the success that Bieber had where, you know, he was successful very young, this guy wants that. He believes he deserves that. And you mix that kind of privilege with a bit of entitlement. Oh, my gosh. You can only imagine what what Kenya, 
has to go has to go through has has to put up with he wants success today and so anyway this relationship will prove to be Kenya's most challenging obviously as she balances having to play almost like this mother type it's it's even more than a big sister it's like a almost like a mother type to him despite this being a professional relationship um, so she has to mix being almost like a mother, but then almost being like a boss, even though she's she should be a business partner with him. She has to treat him like an employee sometimes. It's it's their relationship has very, very many uh, identities as well, but that's it's not in a good way. So anyway, he's an ISFP. So let's explore that uh, with the ISFP is that's what they call an adventurer. This is a person with an introverted observant, feeling, and prospecting personality trait, a group of personalities, traits. (laughs) They tend to have open minds, approaching life, uh, new experiences, and people with grounded warmth. Their ability to stay in the moment helps them uncover exciting potentials. So adventurer personalities are true artists but not necessarily in the typical sense where they're out uh, painting happy little trees and all that kind of stuff. Often enough, though, they are actually truly capable of doing this. (laughs) Rather, it's that they use aesthetics, design, and even their choices and actions to push the limits of social conventions. Adventurers enjoy upsetting traditional expectations and experiments in beauty and behavior, Chances are they've expressed more than once the phrase, don't box me in. So this website actually gives you, I didn't do this with all of uh, the personality types, but this website actually gives you some celebrities and even fictional, uh, fictitious characters that shared the personality types. But for Lucas, I thought it would be pretty interesting to share with you that Britney Spears, Bob Dylan, Avril Lavigne, and none other than Michael Jackson are all a part of this <laughs> personality type. So as you can see, all super, super talented and a little, uh, they, they've all had times where we thought that they were a little on the weird side, maybe, uh, or just unusual, but not in a bad way. They were just looked at as like typical artists. And that's, that's Lucas. And unfortunately, um, when you haven't made it yet, like he hasn't, he's been, he's been putting in some hard work. Yes. But he has a lot of work more to put in. Uh, Kenya can see it, but he obviously does not care. He wants he wants to be famous right now. And so that's, again, something that's very difficult for her to have to, to deal with. Last, but finally not least, is Derek St. Cyr. Now, this is a character we just met. Like everybody else we met in episode one, we saw him in episode one, but we didn't know his name. His name was Dream Guy until Kenya finally met him. And so we finally just met him in the podcast. And uh, if you're reading the book, actually, I haven't released the book yet, but if you have read the advanced copy of episode three of the book, um, that's when Derek, when we met or when we meet Derek is in episode three. So Derek is Kenya's primary love interest. And he will be, I'll go ahead and say it, he will be her primary love interest for season one. Um, and probably for the foreseeable future, but we'll get into that later. But Derek is very enigmatic, but not intentionally. He's not one of those people who, who's being cagey 
It's just that we see him or we only see him through Kenya's eyes, which is very important to me. To set the the part of the formula that I use for this show is that we only experience the men that these women are dating, uh, Kenya, Ty, and Jay. We only experience these men, no matter how big of a role they have, even if they play a role over various episodes, we only experience the men through the women. That is very, very important. This show is unapologetically for and through the lens of the women characters, especially Kenya. So uh, we don't go home. Like if we meet a male character and he is very important to the story and the lives of the women or whoever the woman he's dating is, we don't go home with him or go out with him without them. You know, it, it's that is just super important because that, there's some some TV shows out there where it, the focus is on the women, but uh, in order to fill the gaps in the episodes or in the storytelling, they will venture off with the male characters at some point when it's obvious that that's not the priority for the for the storytelling. But I digress. That's that's what they want to do for this. It's very important that we don't. So this lead this lends itself to some interesting storytelling because we're forced to only see what Kenya sees. And then with Derek, in some cases, we don't even get that much as an audience. So there's some things that even she will know, or it's alluded to that she knows this, or it's not a secret from her, but we don't know it because it's just, for, as, as the storyteller for this, it was certain things I didn't want uh, the audience to know because I didn't want it to distort their perception of the male character. I still wanted there to be some innocence and some mystery to what we know about Derek. So anyway, um, because she's because Kenya is so self-conscious and she's growing, this is a coming of age story. So she still has this self-consciousness about her personality and she's a little inexperienced. She's a little intimidated by Derek in the beginning um, because he's he's not like the guys that she has gone out with before. He's different uh, in a good way. And so there's this she's slightly intimidated even if she doesn't always show it, there is some intimidation there in some of her, some of her actions. So he comes across, oh, this is fun. He comes across very much like Mr. Big on Sex and the City. So you remember when, like, well, if you saw that, that show, that's one of my favorite shows I always watch. So um, on that show, Mr. Big is like this we don't we don't know quite exactly what he does for a living. We don't know quite exactly everything about him. We only see him really through what Carrie's seeing, what she's giving us. So if she tells us he's good, if she tells us something, it takes a while for us to be pro- for us to see otherwise. Other than that, we just have to believe her. Not unless we're just cynical people. We're going to think, you know, think something negative about him. In the beginning, that is when we met him. We have this perception of him, the way he's dressed, the way he looks, he's good looking. But still, we only really knew and could only really get what she was giving us. Um, so anyway, we're forced to believe that he's a great guy, but it's only because Kenya tells us he is. Um, so anyway, we find that he's, we do find that he is very mature for 27. He's only 27 years old. He's kind of the leader of his small friend group. Uh, and he marches to the beat of his own drummer. So we see that he's he's unique and he's fine with his uniqueness. He's not a, the type of guy that needs to fit in with other guys. He'll do a lot of stuff alone. 
um, he'll hang out with other other guys and do what they do. But he's also not afraid to do some of the things that he wants to do by himself. He doesn't need someone in order to do it. Um, and he has quirky, weird interests, which is super attractive to Kenya because she's the same way. And some of those interests, again, like with Kenya, it may not be the interest of like this music business stuff is not really interesting to her friends, especially Ty. Like that's she doesn't even listen to music like that. And the the genre that she does is not is not even super popular. And um, Jay's doing her own thing. She's not really interested in the minutia of business, uh, of the, the business of music, even though she loves music itself. So with Derek, he's sort of the same way where he's interested in things that his friends are not it's not that popular among them amongst them so he does it on his own whatever it may be so um anyway he's still a fun 27 year old dude like he still does fun stuff goes to concerts well when we could go to concerts but you know again I digress (laughs) um he has when we meet him he has some growing success in whatever it is that he does for a living and again I purposely don't explicitly let you know for sure what it is that he does for his career, what he does for a living. And it's because, I, again, I didn't want what his career is to distract us because certain careers, like if I said he's a lawyer, you get, it's a certain idea you'll get about lawyers that is sort of like, mm, honestly, for me, when I hear that someone's a lawyer, it, I'm, I'm not immediately trusting <laughs> of a lawyer. And I know that's terrible, but like even the same thing with cops. Like if I said, oh, he's a cop you get a certain you get something in your head about about a cop and if again it may just be me but for this I I did not want his career to distract us from the young man that I'm presenting to you through his entire personality other than his career but anyway when we meet him we'll we we do see that he has some growing success in whatever it is whatever it may be that he's doing that he does for a living but at the same time, he's extremely grounded. He's a very grounded person. So although there is this success, there's like this, you know, this down to earth aspect to his personality. And that success is obviously coming with an increase in money, maybe an increase in popularity, but it doesn't seem to really be affecting him all that much. But it takes a while to learn all we and Kenya want to know about him. Derek is a INFP. So INFPs are mediators. And that's someone who possesses the introverted, intuitive feeling and prospecting personality traits. Now, these rare personality types tend to be quiet, open-minded, and imaginative. And they apply caring a, a, a caring and creative approach to everything that they do. Now, on the outside, mediators, the INFPs, may seem quiet or even shy, but they often have vibrant, passionate inner lives. Because they make up such a small portion of the population, people with this personality type may sometimes feel misunderstood or out of step with the world. Fortunately, though, their caring nature can help them create and sustain uh, deep relationships with their loved ones. These mediators, people like this, they have a talent for self-expression. They may reveal their innermost thoughts and secrets through metaphors and fictional characters. So that's kind of funny. I mentioned him being enigmatic. Uh, He does come across as not necessarily shy, but just quiet. 
um, like he's always thinking about something. Uh, but, you know, and then sometimes to Kenya, he can be, I won't say misunderstood, but misinterpreted. And so we'll see how that plays itself out as their relationship grows and changes and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, that's going to be a really fun one, or it is, or it has been a very fun one to explore on paper. Uh, but one of the things with Derek is that I've let uh, quite a few fee- uh, quite a few young ladies have read the books mostly, and the feedback on his character has been pretty much solid, like really great across the board. Like they absolutely love him. And so uh, again, that means a lot to to make a male character that is not someone we just accept, but someone we actually love. And we, we're sort of rooting for him just as much as we are rooting for our girls. So um, that was something great to actually accomplish, I'd say, with this. And anyway, on that last episode where I explored the female characters, I also gave you a breakdown of my own uh, personality trait as a campaigner. I'm an ENFP. So go ahead back to 16personalities.com, go on over there and uh, take take the quiz and find out your own personality types, personality types. If you say that, if I say that too fast, I'm going to screw it up. So personality types. And I want you to tag me on social media. Let me know what yours is. So I told you mine is ENFP. I want to know what, you know, what some of yours are. Also, while you're there, uh, and this is at I am Kayana on Twitter. So I at I am Kayana. And then on Instagram, it's Kayana Ebony Brown. That was too long for Twitter. So I had to go with, uh, I used to do my whole name. It's just a a thing I do. But anyway, Kayana Ebony Brown on uh, on IG and Facebook. So reach out to me there. Don't forget to go to ofmusicandmen.com. You can get your free copy. I'm giving away a free copy of episode two. Uh, So you can go on over to uh, ofmusicandmen.com and get yourself a copy of that. And while you're over there, don't forget to visit our store. We have t-shirts and all other kinds of cool merch that I always mention. So appreciate those folks who have bought t-shirts for Of Music and Men. We want to expand the store very soon, but again, I'm doing a lot of stuff, so... That's not as important right now as giving giving you these um, this free digital version of the book so you can start reading along with the episodes and kind of see how it differentiates itself from the podcast and all that good stuff. So, so, so much fun. And um, also look out for episode three, hopefully coming very soon. I'm going to be talking to um, the publisher and, and the goal is to get that out to you next year. But get yourself a free copy of episode two. The music for this episode was provided by Liquid. The name of this track is Weightless. And also, again, queued up in your show notes, is that bonus episode for the personality types of the female characters. So you can go down to your show notes and go back and listen to that episode. I'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.